This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 109. Hi, I'm Beth Bilo, author of The Introvert Entrepreneur, Amplify Your Strengths and Create Success on Your Own Terms. Get ready for the podcast successful people listen to. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. Debt is a thief because it demands a payment every single month. Uh, it doesn't give us any slack. It doesn't care about our health or our family. It just takes. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now here's Jeff. Hi, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth, where the topic of leadership is always central to our discussion, but we also dig into personal development, productivity, career, business, marketing, entrepreneurship, and more. And today, you and I get to learn a little bit more about better handling our money from Chris Hogan, author of Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. I'll be asking about some of the retirement obstacles Chris sees as the most common, why, just as in sports, we must first understand the fundamentals, his advice for helping build the habit of budgeting, and a lot more. I'd love to be able to keep you in the loop about Read to Lead University, a membership site launching in early 2016 and open initially to just 50 charter members. If you'd like to receive an invitation when it opens in beta, you can simply visit our website and sign up for our email list, or in the U.S., you can text university to 33444. I'm really looking forward to working closer with you on your personal and professional development. A popular and dynamic speaker on the topics of personal finance, retirement, and leadership, Chris Hogan helps people develop successful strategies to manage their money both in their homes and businesses. For more than a decade, Chris has served on Dave Ramsey's team as a trusted financial coach and advisor and is a sought-after speaker. Chris helps people plan for their future and reach their retirement goals through his Retire Inspired live events and his RIQ assessment tool we'll talk about a little more in just a moment. Chris is also the author of the brand new book, Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number, and I am delighted to welcome him. Chris, thanks for being here as part of the Read to Lead podcast. Well, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, I've had listeners in the past and, and guests, too. Uh, I think uh, even uh, Michael Port a few weeks ago accused me of having a deep voice. And I think it's funny because after having John Maxwell and now you on the show in consecutive weeks, I don't think anybody's ever going to accuse me of having a deep voice ever again. <laughs> well, your voice is kind of deep, so it's, it's good for this radio stuff. <laughs> Nothing on you, though, I have to say. Well, Chris, uh, tell me about uh, your grandparents and the impact that, that their example had on you as a young boy, particularly when it comes to retirement. Well, I can tell you, you know, having uh, spent a lot of quality time with my grandparents, they were great people, uh, mm -hmm. just uh, people that I enjoyed being around. Uh, they taught me a lot, uh, a lot of lessons that were revealed to me later in life, but it was just the way they approach things mm. um, that, you you know, you stay focused. Uh, God comes first mm. uh, and family is really important. 
And so being able to see them not only have values that they shared, but to see them living them out uh, was an incredible life lesson for me. And they encouraged me to uh, not only have dreams and goals, but stay focused on sacrificing to be able to make those things come to reality. And, and late in life, they had the freedom to do, uh, I think, as you call it in the book, the want to's of life, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. You know, too, so oftentimes, Jeff, we, we get focused on the have to's. And there are things that we have to do at different stages in life. But when you do some things right, when you follow a game plan, uh, now now you get to deal with and enjoy the want to's. Mm. And I think that's the difference between having to get up and go to work every day uh, versus getting to that stage where you can wake up and focus on the things you want to do because you stayed focused and you sacrificed. Mm. Well, Chris, what are some of the the common obstacles, the retirement obstacles you hear when discussing retirement with others? You've hinted at one of them, not having a plan. What are some of the others? Well, I think one of the big ones is misunderstanding retirement. Mm. I I think so many people look at that and they think, okay, I've got to wait till I hit this magical age (laughs) before I can start to enjoy things and and do things on my own timeline. And so that's a misconception that I want to to kind of blow out of the water and get people to try to engage into this topic and see it for what it is. Uh, Another one is depending upon Social Security. Now, you know, I, I, I believe in our government and that you, you, we need leaders, mm-hmm. but it makes me scary that the, the thought of putting my dreams in the hand of a government that's proven that it can't count. <laughs> and, and so, so many people look at this and they're, they're, they're seeing Social Security wrong. Mm-hmm. I want people to see it as the icing on the cake, not necessarily the cake. And what I mean by that is I want it to be money if it's there and it's coming in fine, but I don't want us to have this dependency on it to where if it doesn't come, now your life is in ruins. So I want people to wake up and look at it. Uh, One of the other things I talk about in the book is acting like sheep and not having a plan. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, sheep are not the most intelligent animals (laughs) on the planet. Matter of fact, sheep are followers. Mm. That's why they need a shepherd. They need somebody to help guide them. If not, they can wander off and just find themselves in all kinds of predicaments. Well, I think with our retirement, too often times we can act like sheep. I mean, I myself have had my sheep moments where you follow a shiny or you get off course and you forget what you're working toward. All that can do is lead you to frustration later. So I want people to have a plan know what that is and follow it day to day. Mm. If, if, if we're not doing that, that frustration can oftentimes lead to uh, guilt and, and shame and cynicism. Talk a bit about those three things specifically, Chris. Absolutely. Well, I think we've all have done stupid with money at some point in our lives. <laughs> uh, we all have. And I've got the hat, the T-shirt and flip flops. <laughs> But the thing I want people to understand is that guilt will it, it'll always make you feel bad about your past financial decisions. And so we, we've got to acknowledge that and see it for what it is. Shame also can come into the picture because that's what you feel when you're not making financial progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, when those two start to set in, when you have guilt and you have shame, now the next thing comes in. And that's called cynicism. Mm-hmm. And cynicism is an interesting thing because what it does is it makes you believe that things will always be this way and that there's no way it can improve. And when those start to set in, that's where you get people that are rooted in and they refuse to believe that better is available. Mm. Well, Chris says that fear can be an effective 
motivator, but is a terrible master. What, what do you mean by that exactly, Chris? Well, I, I think fear, Jeff, is very, very real. Um, and fear can motivate us. It can help us to make changes mm. in our health and our financial side of things. But I think long term, when you're talking about two or three years down the road, that fear won't motivate us that long. <laughs> fear can scare us for a little bit and get us to make some changes. But I'm talking about tapping into something that will help you not only make change, but sustain change. And that's our dreams, the things that our hearts truly desire for ourselves, for our families, uh, or for our communities. Those are things that are much more of a positive factor and can help us sustain our focus and stay committed to the things that we want to happen. Is it similar with regret, Chris, in that sometimes it's your deterrent and other times it's a motivator? It sure can. I think, you know, we can all find some things we regret. Like we just talked about the guilt for some bad financial decisions. Mm. And I think regret is looking back on some stuff and realizing maybe we missed an opportunity. Uh, Maybe we didn't start saving in our 401k early enough, or we start to understand the value of compound interest. But one of the things I want regret to also do is that it can help us to stay focused and engaged and ready so we don't miss another opportunity. Uh, and, And my grandmother taught me this lesson of the difference between an opportunity and a chance. And it's some of the best advice, Jeff, that I ever received. She told me that an opportunity is something that leads you somewhere, but a chance is 50 50. And so one of the things in my life that I've stayed focused on is I want to grab opportunities and I want to avoid chances. Why? Because opportunities are always going to lead me and my family to a better destination. I love your analogy from the book uh, with the rearview mirror and the windshield. And, and as a driver, you know, the, to see what's behind you, it's this tiny little mirror. But the future and what's ahead, ahead of you, you, you appear out of this huge windshield and, and that we should treat uh, the past uh, much the same way. Am I getting that right? You're absolutely right, my friend. And I think it is good for us to glance back. And you might have some regrets back there or even some things you did well. But we've got to focus forward Mm -hmm. because that's where tomorrow is. That's where our future and our opportunities lie. So I want people to be looking forward with eyes wide open, engaged in the process and staying aware so we can avoid potholes and stay on the path. Well, as a sports guy, I know you you put an emphasis on the fundamentals, always have. Uh, What are the fundamentals of an inspired retirement? Well, and thinking back to this, I'm a former football player and I had a position coach. He would make us do these first step drills every day of practice. I mean, it got to the point where we would just roll our eyes (laughs) and everybody would moan and groan. But here's what I figured out by my junior year. I didn't like these fundamentals, but the fundamentals always helped me play better. It always got me in position to make a play on the football field. And so I was thinking about retirement and I thought, you know what? There are some areas I want people to stay focused on because if they do, it'll keep them on path. And here's here they are. I'll list them out, then talk a little bit about them. The Mm -hmm. first fundamental is dreaming. The second is planning. The third is execution. The fourth is commitment. And the fifth is vigilance. And, And what I mean by these in the dreaming part is that dreaming is your action. It's that thing where I want people to see their retirement dream very clearly and vividly, the things that they want to be doing for themselves and their family. Mm. And so that's something that always tug at your heartstring. 
The second fundamental is the planning. This is the strategic process that's necessary. How do you achieve your goals? What are some steps you have to take? And so that's very, very crucial. It's almost like the map you lay out for yourself as well as your family. Mm. The third is, is it speaks for itself, execution. <laughs> it is taking the right steps at the right time with the right information. And I think this is an area where a lot of people tend to fall off the wagon or may not be making progress like they want it because they're not executing on some basics. The fourth one is commitment, and that's just what it sounds like. I'm staying connected to my dream. I'm also staying very connected to my plan so I can make sure I'm moving forward and making sacrifices that are necessary. And fifth, the fifth one is vigilance. And what I mean by this is that I'm staying on guard. I want to be aware that there are things that I can do to derail me from my dreams. But there are also all these things out there that are wanting to get my attention. So I take my eye off my plan. And so I think if we can use these five fundamentals, I guarantee that people will make progress. Well, I want to dig into a little bit of the uh, entire inspired quotient assessment that you've created and how that works. I've taken this myself and it's quite eye-opening. Share a bit about how you came up with that and what it's designed to do. Sure. Well, I, I, as a financial coach, I used to sit down with people kneecap to kneecap mm-hmm. and go in and work with some NFL and, and uh, professional sports teams. But people would often ask me, OK, Chris, how much money do I need to be able to retire? Mm-hmm. And so I would sit down with them and walk through the whole process. And it would take me an hour and a half to two hours to help show them how much they need. Well, Dave and I had some conversations starting back a few years ago. And it was one of the things that I wanted to help people understand, because most people were under the assumption that they needed a whole lot more money than they really needed. Mm. And it all came down to some basics. And so I sat down with Dave, had some conversations. Then we sat down with web developers, people much smarter than I, that know how to get computers to do things. I'm good with the on and off button, Jeff. That's about all I got. But these guys listened to my heart. They listened to what I wanted it to do. And lo and behold, in six months, they built it. Mm. And so what the retire inspired quotient is it's something where you plug in a few little data points and it can give you a ballpark estimate of how much money you're truly going to need to live your retirement dreams mm. and and while uh, when i first did this myself the the monthly amount that that i need to be setting aside between now and retirement for me personally is is a larger number than i would like to see the flip side of that was it it made me take more seriously the goals i've set for 2016 in regard to my business and growing my business and being really aggressive about all the things that i want to do there well jeff what you just hit on right there is the crux of what i'm wanting the book retire inspired to do for people Mm. it is you looked at this and you obviously engaged in it you took the few minutes to fill it out and then you got an end result you saw some information Mm. and with that what you did for you and your family was you made some decisions and some plans on what you're going to do going forward. That's how quickly people make progress. When you have information and you make those decisions and then back it up with a plan. And so that's the thing I wanted people to be able to do because so many people felt like the number was so big Hmm. that they were, they just, they were defeated before they ever tried. And so eventually I want everybody, even though they do the RIQ, I want people to sit down with an investment professional, somebody with the heart of a teacher that they can walk through it with. And that person can look at their investments uh, and get a better view of what we're dealing with. So people can make decisions just like you did. Well, uh, share a bit about striking a balance, Chris, between delayed gratification and, and living in the now. Saving, in other words, doesn't necessarily have to mean putting your life on hold, right? 
No, and I think, Jeff, that's why so many people avoid doing it. Mm. Like they think it's this all or nothing mentality. <laughs> and when people hear the word budget, they automatically think handcuffs. You know, they think <laughs> handcuffs, bread and water, they, you know, and it just has this negative connotation. And so I tell people, hey, listen, if you don't like the word budget, I got a cool word for you. Let's call it a cash flow plan. Mm. Right. I'm going to tell money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And so with this process of being intentional with your money, I think you can have fun and still make some financial progress for the future. And I want people to enjoy stuff. I don't want them to put life on hold. But what we don't want to do is let the fun become so big that we leave out progress because that will only lead to regret later. Well, what advice would you have uh, for helping build the habit of budgeting? Chris, I, I get the sense a lot of people start with good intentions, but, but give up after a, a few days, maybe a few weeks. Well, here's what I found in my research. Um, I, I had I, I've been researching and wanted to know how long does it take to have a, to start a habit? You know, and there was some research out there about 20 days and 30 days. But here's what I found. Recent research shows that it takes about 66 days to develop a habit. Mm. And so what I want people to do is let's build the good habits. What I want you to do is plug in on this budgeting and I want you to make it a habit. You're going to sit down with your spouse if you're married or if you're single or newly single, an accountability partner, and let's sit down and start talking about this money thing, talking about how much we need, what bills are due, and let's get those habits started so now we're not fearful of it. We embrace it because we know it's a part of living. And so if I can get people to sit down and practice, practice, practice for three months with a budget, I feel like they walk away with the skill set of understanding where they are and where they need to be. Hmm. Well, Chris says the biggest roadblock between you and your dream retirement is debt. But Chris, it's the 21st century. Isn't some debt normal? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to tell you something. And a lot of your listeners already know this. Yeah. But debt is a thief. Debt is a thief. When we sit and we look at the money that is required to be paid of debt, because it demands a payment every single month, uh, it doesn't give us any slack, it doesn't care about our health or our family, it just takes. And I think debt also takes something else from us. It takes away our dreams. It takes away the opportunity for us to make progress for the people we love the most. And so if I can get people to see debt as that thief and that we don't want to invite it into our homes, we don't want to voluntarily get robbed. What we want to do is save and invest for our financial futures. And so see that because commercials are going to try to make you feel bad about what you don't have. And they're going to try to make you feel bad about the car that you have currently because your car can't park itself or cook your breakfast. Listen, not buying into that anymore. All I want a car to do is get me from point A to point B. I'm going to be content with what I have and I'm going to stay connected to my plan. Well, Chris, before I move on to some questions uh, not directly related to the book, uh, I want to give you a chance to share with us anything else from the book you'd like to make sure we know. The reality is it's a 10-chapter book, and, and, and virtually all of my questions have come out of the, of the first three chapters, so we've really only scratched the surface. Yeah. Well, here's what I'd, I'd love for people to know. It's never too late. Hmm. It is absolutely never too late. Even though you may look back and feel some regret or some guilt about some things you didn't do, what I want you to do is to capitalize and start to say, you know what, moving forward, things are going to be different. Because little things happen when you start to make those little differences and those changes. You start to believe in yourself. 
you start to feel better and you also do something else, Jeff. Mm. You start to find other ways to gain even more momentum. It's all about perspective. And so if there's one thing I want people to hear is that it is never too early to get started and it is absolutely never too late to make progress. Mm. Well, I am going to take it on faith that uh, you're an avid reader and uh, ask if you wouldn't mind sharing with us uh, uh, some books over the years that have had a big impact on you. What two or three titles uh, do you keep going back to again and again? Absolutely. Well, I, I got to tell you this, and it's not me saying this just because I work with the man, but <laughs> Dave Ramsey's book, Total Money Makeover, mm. um, that book m- made the difference in my wife and I's lives. Mm. Uh, because in looking at it, it's not just the information, it's the tactical things to do. And how do you begin to do that? And reading the stories of other people. So Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover is number one on my list. Next would be Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm. I talk about this book and it's a leadership book, but it's also a life principle book. I refer refer to it a few times in my book. And then two more, The Go-Getter by Peter Kine. um, Talks about making changes and just going to get make things happen. And then finally, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Those are some. Those are four books that I would refer to anybody and everybody. Mm. Well, I, I can attest to Total Money Makeover for sure, and I also know several people who work uh, for the organization, and they're some of the finest people that I know. Uh, Chris Mefford, notwithstanding, <laughs> 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 who, by the way, spoke of you quite highly the last time I chatted with him and, and let him know I'd be talking with you. He had nothing but fantastic things to say about you uh, and, and your character. Well, that's great. Well, we've got a great team here. Um, We've got uh, over 500 people now, and it's amazing the talent uh, here. And what happens when you get like-minded people around you? And that would be something else I'd encourage people out there to do. Get around people that believe in you. Get around people that want you to be successful and limit your exposure to people that are negative. The ones that try to tell you you can't do something. I want you to be careful of that because Mama Hogan told me years ago, you need to be careful, honey, of being around negatives because you can catch a negative attitude just like you can catch a cold. (laughs) And so I love that wisdom. And so get around people that believe in you that are cheering for you. And the best way to get some cheerleaders is to become one first. Hmm, good advice. Well, several years ago, I was uh, part of a career fair at, at a local, I think, a junior high or high school where I was one of those who was going off in the classroom and, and sharing about my experience in broadcasting. Uh, and the keynote speaker for that event was none other than today's guest, Chris Hogan, uh, who was addressing the entire student body. And uh, I have to say that from start to finish, Chris had them in the palm of his hand. Very, very powerful. I believe, Chris, that the ability to effectively share your ideas in public plays a major role in a person's level of success. And you obviously do a fair amount of it. So I'd be curious to know what are some of your tips for delivering an impactful and and memorable public talk? Hmm. I'll tell you, I'm going to give you four. Um, Having been around some incredible communicators, Mm. uh, Zig Ziglar, uh, Dave Ramsey, John Maxwell, I've been gifted and and the opportunity to see how to do it and how to do it well. Mm. And I'm still learning. But to anybody out there that would ask me, I'd give them these four tips. Uh, Number one, be passionate about the topic. I want you to care and have feeling about what it is you're going to talk about. Two is know what you want to say backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. Three is be concise. And then the final one is the most important. Have fun. 
yeah, if, if you're not having fun, then it's kind of what's the point, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Because we've all been sitting in that college class looking at the clock and, and thinking the clock's going backwards instead of forward. And so when you're around somebody that's enjoying what they're talking about, it just changes the spirit of things. It changes the whole game and it gets people excited. So I would love for people to do those four things. And I think you can stand up and, and deliver a, a great talk and people will remember it. Well, I know as of right now, the book is still a few weeks away from uh, official release. Is it possible to pre-order it uh, at the moment? Yes, sir, it is. Uh, people can pre-order it. And right now, we've got a great deal going on for them. Uh, if they pre-order the book now for $20, uh, we're going to actually give them $70 worth of free stuff. Hmm. Um, they're going to be able to get, obviously, the ebook version of, the, of uh, Retire Inspired. Uh, we're going to have the audio book for them as well. And then we're giving a free budgeting PDF uh, uh, little kind of walkthrough to help people kind of see budgeting on a different level. Mm. And they're also going to get a DVD of investing basics where I really dig into the topic of investing and they're able to get that. And for now, we're adding another special bonus where they're able to get Dave Ramsey's latest book, The Legacy Journey, in ebook fashion as well. And so $70 worth of free things for 20 bucks, and they can uh, order this at DaveRamsey.com and find information, more information about how to order it. The book will be available on January the 11th, uh, and I'm excited for people to get this information in their hands. I just want to thank you for acknowledging my birthday by, by releasing your book on that day. <laughs> well, hey, that's an early happy birthday to you, my friend. <laughs> well, Chris, it's been a pleasure. I'm so excited for you in, in this new book and, and all that uh, you've accomplished. Uh, and you work very, very hard. I've seen it firsthand, and it, it pays off. And, and I'm excited about uh, what the future holds. Thank you so much for, for being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you for having me. This topic of money, not always an easy one to talk about, especially when you're sitting down with uh, your significant other or your spouse to do that. I know it's uh, often on been a struggle for me. I've learned a lot from Chris, and I think you can too. Hey, consider uh, connecting with him on Twitter. He's at Chris Hogan 360 on Twitter. That's at Chris Hogan 360 on Twitter. I've got all the links you'll need to Chris's book, the books he recommended, and the other resources mentioned at a page created especially for this episode. It's called the show notes page, and you'll find it at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 109 for episode 109. Remember to sign up for our email newsletter at readtoleadpodcast.com if you'd like to stay up to date on the launch of Read to Lead University. And if you're in the States, another way to do that is by texting UNIVERSITY to 33444. So excited about the latest reviews of the show. From the ground up, calls it fantastic with five stars. Steve in Georgia says, awesome show with its five-star rating and review. And Paul Vandermill says, delivering the goods with yet another five-star rating. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate that. You can leave a rating and review if you like at readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. That does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.